0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 150 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. So today, sorry the podcast is getting out a little bit late. I've started a new class that I've joined. It's actually a whitewater rafting class. I'm taking my family down the salmon for a multi-day trip and just didn't feel uh, comfortable taking them down with the current skills I had, so I'm currently taking a whitewater rafting class. It's getting done late, and then I have to drive almost an hour and a half home from class. And so, podcast is uh, being put out late for the next week or so. But uh, today we're going to talk about frothy bloat. There are two types of bloat that happens in ruminants. There are gas bloats, and then there are gas-free bloats. And the reason why we're talking about frothy bloating today is because I experienced a situation that I'd never seen before and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. During a hard winter back in 2017 elk migrated up from the upper benches down into the valley floor. The challenge with that is the elk put themselves right in a dairy pasture that they had never been in or at least that the farmer who was there could not have ever remembered elk being there. They crossed a couple of highways, went through a housing complex, then crossed a large river, and then found themselves in his field. The challenge that he had is his haylage was open because his cows were all pinned up. He didn't have to worry about anything coming in and eating his haylage. Haylage is where they take uh, hay and then they put it in bags and it ferments and... It's high in protein, and they use it for dairy cattle to uh, create uh, better milk production. But it's very hard on wild animals. So this group of elk, this herd of elk, came down into this guy's pasture, and they were there for a couple of days, and people thought it was really cool, and they were taking pictures. And then a problem happened. They found the haylage. They moved from the dry hay that had been baled, because we had got that fenced up, we had provided temporary fencing and fenced that up. And so they moved into the haylage, and that's where our issues started. When they got into that haylage, they started eating it, then they would wander off a little ways. And what the, the farmer noticed and started to panic is that Dead elk started laying all across the field. I remember a situation where we started to walk out to investigate one of these elk that had died. And as we started walking closer, the group of elk stood up, took off running, and a couple of them immediately collapsed. And people started thinking that we were shooting elk, and they were screaming, and it was just chaos. So we got the elk, we took them into the lab, and we found out that they had frothy bloat. And frothy bloat causes a couple of problems. So frothy bloat starts to put a foam on top of the rumen. And when the rumen has a foam on top of it, it can't release the gas. And, and ruminants, they will belch. And that's how they get rid of that. But when this froth starts to sit on top of the rumen, they can't belch, it locks it in and it just starts to increase larger and larger. And vets will look at this as an emergency situation. If you have a situation like this you have to get them uh, addressed immediately because what happens is as that rumen starts to swell it starts to put a lot of pressure on all the internal organs inside and it can actually asphyxiate or suffocate the animals and they die from asphyxiation. And that's exactly what we started to see in all these elk. Because their bodies weren't used to the type of alfalfa that they were getting because it was so rich, so protein-induced that their the bacteria in their gut just wasn't ready for it. And you'll actually see it in cows and other things when they are moved to really green pastures or new pastures they will get frothy bloat. And so we had over 19 die in the matter of less than 12 hours. And there was a bunch of public outcry thinking that we were shooting these elk because they elk kept dying. We ended up putting together a big large group and we pushed them for a few miles. We ran them across the river and then we hopped in our vehicles, and we pushed them further and further until they got up into the benches, and within four hours after we had left, they had come back. What we ultimately decided to do is we had to fence off all of the haylage, we had to fence off all of the other hay, and then we had to start uh, an emergency feeding program there to keep those elk from running it, because they were literally 100 yards from a major highway that was coming out of a large canyon, And there's a lot of traffic, but we also had to keep them out of the haylage and out of the other dairies. Because if we blocked that dairy off, well, they were going to cross the street, cross the highway to another dairy that was on the other side. So they had to institute this feeding program, and ultimately, no more elk died. We were able to reduce that loss there, and we were able to keep the elk in a certain location. It's never the best thing that you want to do but sometimes it's your only choices all right you guys have a great day stay wild